We celebrate today the fourth Sunday in Lent, Laetare Sunday. Laetare means rejoice. Our celebrant today is Father Daniel. He is assisted by Deacon Vic. We are mindful to check our cell phones, that they're on silent or off. Again, the readings for Mass today, page 118 in the Missalette. And our opening is in the Red Hymn Book, number 584, Christ Be Our Light, number 584. Please stand as we begin this great celebration. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, bear with you all. And with your spirit. We come together singing that Christ is the light of our life, the light of the world. The readings today also acknowledge that indeed he is the light, the one who has come to enlighten the darkness of our hearts, the darkness of ignorance and error. As we come before his throne of mercy, 
we recognize our darkness and ask for the gift of his light so we are able to see not only his goodness in the world, but also his goodness in the lives of our brothers and sisters. I confess to my God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have raised sin in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, in my fault, in my fault, in my spiritual fault. Therefore, I ask blessed memory of God, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, who pray for me to the Lord. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to life everlasting. Amen. Reconcile the human race to yourself in a wonderful way. Grant, we pray, that which prompt devotion and ego faith, the Christian people may hasten towards this solemn celebration to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have chosen my king from among his sons. As Jesse and his sons came to the sacrifice, Samuel looked at Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature, because I have rejected him. Not as man sees does God see, but man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. In the same way, Jesse presented seven sons before Samuel, 
But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? Jesse replied, there is still the youngest who is tending the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, send for him. We will not begin the sacrificial banquet until he arrives. Jesse sent and had the young man brought to them. He was ruddy, a youth handsome to behold and making a splendid appearance. The Lord said, there, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel, with the horn of oil in hand, anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness. Rather, expose them. For it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, go wash in the pool of Salam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, it is. But others said, no, he just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, how were your eyes opened? He replied, the man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, go to Shalom and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And then said to him, where is he? And they said to him, where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So the Pharisees also asked him, how is he able to see? He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinful man do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, what do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked them, is this your son who you say was born blind? How does he now see? His parents answered and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes? Ask him, and he is of age. He speaks for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, he is of age, question him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, if he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind and now I see. So they said to him, what did he say to you? He, how did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They ridiculed him and said, you are the man's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. 
We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. The man answered and said to them, this is what is so amazing, that you do not know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. You know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. They answered and said to him, you were, total, you were born totally in sin, and are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, and he worshiped him. Then Jesus said, I came in this world for judgment, so that those who do not see might see, and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, surely we are not, not also blind, are we? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, we see, so your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. It is Letare Sunday, a Sunday of rejoicing. Um, just like in Advent, we have Gaudate Sunday. You know, it is a joy that causes us to anticipate the resurrection of Christ that will come at Easter, as we already are four weeks into the expectation of the raising of Christ the resurrection. So we gather to rejoice, sharing in the life of Christ, the light of the world. Today again, we heard a long gospel reading, just like last Sunday, we read another long reading, the Samaritan woman. It is intentional because the second rite of scrutiny for the elect the curriculums that we enter the life of the church. So these readings are arranged intentionally to bring out the elements of baptism and also the various uh, elements used in the life of the church. Last Sunday you see Christ as the living water. Today you will see most of the elements you know, from the gospel of today, which also we use in the, sac in the celebration of the sacrament but then it is about Christ opening the eyes of our minds as we have eyes, you know, even though we have people born blind, but we have eyes, but spiritually we can be blind. And so we gather today to pray that the Lord will open the eyes of our hearts, 
so we are able to see his goodness. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Amen? Amen. Um, it is a popular belief that the blind people, uh, to make up for the loss of uh, their sight, uh, they hear, their, their sense of hearing uh, is so deep. You know, um, people who are blind, uh, their sense of hearing is so intense, so great. And why? Science, science tells us that because uh, to make up for the sense of uh, the loss of sight, uh, those who are blind, they pay more attention to sounds around them. And sound around them is basically uh, the primary means that they relate to the world around them. So blind people pay more attention to sounds. We see that coming off in today's reading, this man born blind uh, at the end of the reading, he is the one who sees. And the Pharisees, the Jews, the neighbors, they end up becoming blind. Why? The same thing of not paying attention to sounds around them. Let's just look at this reading and see what is going on here. The reading started off with the act performed by Christ. All through his public ministry, we know that Christ went about doing good. As we see in Acts of the Apostles chapter 10, he went about doing good. And most of these goods were performed by the words of his mouth. Remember a significant one in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 8, the centurion, this man said, I am not worthy to have you come to my house. Just say it. Just only say the word and my servant will be here. But why is Christ intentional to spit on the ground, to make a clay, and then to open the eyes of this man? It is the divine act of God who alone creates, who alone brings into existence what is not there. Going back to the act of God in the Genesis, that it is only God who brings into existence through that act of recreating this man, bringing back what was lost in the Genesis by spatting on the ground and also opening the eyes of this man. Same Gospel of John, in the beginning, you see how John is intentional to tell us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God and the word was God. So it is the word that became flesh also is God. And all through him, all things came into being. There is nothing that did not come into existence outside of him. And whatever that comes into existence in him and through him is life. And that life is the light of men. And this light has come into the world and darkness has not overcome it. This you see in the prologue of John's Gospel, chapter 1, 1 to 5. And we are already in chapter 9 today, so it is going back to tell us, this is what I'm setting out to say about this Christ, who is divine, who is God, and who has come to give sight to the blind. So that with this story, we, all of us, people of faith, are taken back to this light 
or this life or this world that is the light of men. And here is the progression of this controversy between Jesus, no, last Sunday it was between Jesus and the Samaritan woman, but this Sunday the argument is so intense between this man born blind and the Pharisees, the neighbors, the Jews, and even the parents. And what was it? That through this act of recreation, God is using something visible, something we can see to bring us to things that we cannot see. We use water to celebrate the Eucharist, the water of baptism. We use bread. We use uh, oil. Like we sang, he anointed my head with oil. So these material elements that we use are visible material realities that God is using to dispense the life of grace to all of us. So that when we see or when our eyes of our mind is open, we can see that these visible realities of bread and wine becomes something that opens us up to the life of grace in Christ. That is what the curriculums, the elect, have been going through, through what is called mystagogical catechesis. That is a mystery in the life of Christ. And we can only understand mystery when it is lived, when it is participated in, and when it is encountered. So that by participating in the bread, the oil, the water, and all of that, we are sharing in that mystagogical catechesis that we already did in our own baptism and which the elect are going through in their own baptism. So Christ as the one sent to bring light into the world. Now sent this man to go to the pool of Siloam or Siloam. Siloam or Siloam means one sent. So Christ is the one sent to bring light into this uh, world. And this man going into that pool is a symbol of being washed. Not only through the water of baptism, but through him who is the one that gives light. So that is it. And in a special way, John is telling us that Christ is the great I am. By the end of that story, that man came back to Jesus and I was asking, who is he so that I may believe in him? And Christ told him, I am the one. Same thing last Sunday, the Samaritan woman asked him, who is that, who is he that I may believe? I, the one speaking to you, I am. Same thing that the one who is God made flesh is the one speaking to you, the great I am. Go back to the book of Exodus chapter 3. When God revealed his name to Moses, the great I am. And John will be more intentional leading all of us to believe that here is the one, the great I am. And all through his uh, gospel in many chapters, you see the revelation of Christ as God himself. In chapter 6, he tells us, I am the bread of life. In chapter 8, I am the light of the world. And again today we read it in chapter 9. So far I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And because I am the light of the world, he and she who follows me walks not in darkness, but we have the light of life. And you see that in all of the people who receive sight and miracles and signs, they followed him and they had that light of life in them. And in chapter 10, the psalm again, 
I am the good shepherd. I am also the door. So that I lead you to that water of life. I lead you to that path that enlightens the darkness of sin and error and ignorance. And in chapter 11, it says, I am the resurrection and the life. So that he and she who believes we have eternal life will be raised up on the last day. In his letter to Colossians, chapter 3, verse 1, Paul tells us, because we have been raised with Christ to seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father, so that if he is the resurrection and the life, we sharing in the mystery of his life like the elect and all of us, we be partakers of his life at Easter and of his resurrection in the evening of life when all of us will be raised. Going again intentionally revealing the great I am in chapter 14, he says, I am the way, I am the truth and the life, the great I am. And in chapter 15, I am divine. I am divine because cut off from me, you can do nothing. So the revelation of this Christ Jesus, what is it for us? What is my blindness? What is your blindness? What is the blindness that the world is going through today? The blindness of violence, the blindness of religious intolerance, the blindness of not even accepting and rejoicing with the good things that God has done for others. This man got his sight, but the neighbors were so maybe perhaps mad or angry, or even the Pharisees, they kept questioning and asking him, who is that man? Are you sure he's blind? They had to call his parents. Instead of rejoicing with the new person, you know, in baptism, we are recreated. We become new person, new life in Christ. So instead of rejoicing with this man who received his sight, they were arguing. They were also not wanting to believe in the power of Christ to restore this man back to health. I may find myself doing the same thing, not sharing in the joys of others, or sharing in the success of others, or even rejoicing that others are being promoted. In the beginning it says, who sinned? Not this man, not his parents. Some of the parents' agonies or where I am today may be for the sole purpose of God revealing his glory or manifesting whatever his intention is for you and I. As we gather today, we can pray that he open the eyes of our mind so that we are able to see, like this man, the good things he is using or even revealing in our lives. May God continue to bless his words in our hearts always through Christ our Lord. Amen. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. May we now stand to begin the ceremony for the light of life. Please stand. I invite all of us to please pray in silence, asking that these our brothers and sisters may be given a spirit of repentance, a deepened sense of sin, 
and also the true freedom of the children of God. I ask you all to, to pray in silence in your heart as a sign of your inner spirit of repentance and deep sense of sins. In the silence of your heart, you pray. We now pray for these elect whom God has called, that, that they may remain faithful to him and boldly give witness to the words of eternal life. Pope Francis, Archbishop Amond, and all the priests, deacons, and religious who serve the church, that they may respond with courage and conviction to Christ's call to discipleship. We pray to the Lord. Spill the darkness and be light that shines in the hearts of our elect. We pray to the Lord. That our elect may continue to move closer to Christ, the light of the to the kingdom of light through the gift of faith in your son. Free this elect from the false values that surround and blind them. Set them firmly in your truth, children of the light forever. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus, you are the true light that enlightens the world. Through your spirit of truth, free those elect who are enslaved by the father of lies. Stir up the desire for good in them, whom you have chosen for your sacrament. Let them rejoice in your light, that they may see, and like the man born blind whose sight you restored. Let them prove to be staunch and fearless witnesses to the faith. For you are the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 
My dear brothers and sisters, this community now sends you forth to reflect more deeply on the word of God which you have shared with us today. Be assured of our loving support and prayers. We look forward to the day when you will share fully at the Lord's table. today can be found in your red hymnal number 465 465 the cross of Jesus number 465 
Well, my dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. May the Lord sacrifice with your hands, the praise and glory of his name, We bless before you with joy these offerings, which bring eternal remedy, O Lord. Praying that we may both faithfully reveal them and present them to you as it is fitting for the salvation of the world through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation. Always and everywhere to give your thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. Oh Christ our Lord. By the ministry of the incarnation, he has led the human race that walk in darkness into the radiance of faith and has brought us born in slavery to ancient sin through the waters of regeneration to make them your adopted children. Therefore, all creatures of heaven and earth sing a new song in adoration, and we with it, and we with all the hosts of angels <coughs> cry out, and without end we acclaim. Almighty Father, we bless through Jesus Christ, your Son, who comes in your name. He himself is the word that brings salvation, the hand you extend to sinners, the way by which your peace is offered to us. When we ourselves had turned away from you on account of our sins, you brought us back to be reconciled, O Lord, so that converted at last to you, 
we might love one another through your son, whom for our sake you handed over to death. And now, celebrating the reconciliation Christ has brought us, we entreat you, sanctify this gift by the outpouring of your spirit, that it may become the body and blood of your son, whose command we fulfill when we celebrate these mysteries. For when about to give his life to set us free, as he reclined at supper, he himself took bread into his hands. Giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Archipiter, et manducate, ex el omnes, hic est enim corpus meu, quod proverbis tradator. In a similar way, on that same evening, he took the chalice, confessing your mercy, gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Archibiter et bibiter ex el omnes, hic es enim calis sanguinis mei, novia teni testamenti, we proverbs et promotus a fundator in remissionem peccatorum. Hoc facite in meam commemorationem. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Celebrating, therefore, the memorial of the death and resurrection of your Son, who left us this pledge of his love, we offer you what you bestow on us, the sacrifice of perfect reconciliation. Holy Father, we humbly beseech you to accept us also together with your Son, and in this serving banquet, graciously to endow us with its very Spirit, who takes away everything that infringes us from one another. May he make your church a sign of unity and an instrument of your peace among all people. And may he keep us in communion with Francis, our Pope, and Gregory, our Bishop, and all the bishops and your entire people. Just as you have gathered us now at the table of your son, so also bring us together with the glorious Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints, with our brothers and sisters, 
and those of every race and tongue who have died in your friendship, bring us to share with them the unending banquet of unity in a new heaven and a new earth, where the fullness of your peace will shine forth in Christ Jesus our Lord. Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to serve. Our Amen. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. And deliver us from what we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. And graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, to live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer to each other a sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. 
Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lord. I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. I only said the word, and my soul shall be.
O sacrament most holy. O sacrament divine. All praise and all thanksgiving. Every moment O sacrament most holy. O sacrament divine. All praise and all thanksgiving. Let us pray. O God, who enlighten everyone who comes into this world, illuminates our hearts, we pray, with the splendor of your grace, so that we may always ponder what is worthy and pleasing to your majesty and love you in all sincerity, through Christ our Lord. Amen. We thank Deacon Vic for your ministry, the altar service. Thank you so much. The choir, thank you, the lectors, the extraordinary ministers of the Eucharist. Before we dismiss, Father Otis is here to make an announcement to all of us. Please be seated for a while. It's not going to take time. Good afternoon. As you already aware of, I'm going to be retiring at, on July the 1st. And after that decision was made, the Archbishop has been discerning with the guidance of the Holy Spirit who the new pastor is going to be here at St. Peter's. The decision was made, Father Daniel Bouillette is going to be the new pastor. Father Daniel is from St. Peter's. He went to school at St. Peter's. He also went to St. Paul's as well. He served as parochial vicar at St. Charles Borromeo, and he was also parochial vicar here for several years with me when I first came to St. Peter's 10 years ago. Truly, we welcome him to our parish. We know that he'll do a great job. His parents live in this parish. His father helped construct many of our buildings here in our parish. And his mother is still employed by our school as well. So our effective July the 1st, Father Daniel, another Daniel's coming. <laughs> Father Daniel, he goes by Father Brew. i just give you a heads up. So he's going to be the new pastor there. This is the weekend for the announcements. So so I just wanted you to know, hear from me, who the new pastor is going to be as well. That's part one of the announcements. You're up. Part two of the announcements is in every life a little rain must fall. And the bishop has decided to reassign me. So I will be going to um, Most Holy Trinity Church right here in Covington but I will be leaving St. Peter. And I wanted to take this opportunity to thank all of you for making my first year as a priest. So, so blessed, so blessed. And especially when I had my operation, I had so many cards from all of you, so many emails and texts and everything and prayers.
prayer cards came in like from the drove. It was awesome. And that's why instead of six months, what they told me it was going to be for my recovery, I was back here working in January. So thank you so very much for your love, for your support, for your kindness, and for your being part of my family. I'll never forget St. Peter. I love you all. God bless you. And when you're leaving, when you're leaving, I'll be leaving one July. Like all the assignments are effective July 1st. So what he was saying at the end is that he's, he's leaving on July 1st. So he's got some more lead time here for a few months as well. So it's not like he's out the door or anything like that. <laughs> I always like to tease the Proco Vickers when they first come here. A lot of times I tell them, one of the things you're going to get introduced to here at St. Peter's, you're going to become John Vianney Jr., the story about John Vianney, he spent hours in the confessional. If you've been here for confession, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, and also, Father Daniel's going to be staying with us as well. He'll be staying. He's not being transferred. And... Uh... We continue to pray that the light of Christ will lead you to most holy trinity and Father Otis. May the light of Christ continue to lead your path wherever you will return. Please may we now rise to conclude our prayers. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow your heads and pray for God's blessing. Look upon those who call to you, O Lord and sustain the weak. Give life by your unfailing light to those who walk in the shadow of death, and bring those rescued by your mercy from every evil to reach the highest good through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. God. Say, my God, defend us in battle. May our protection against the wickedness and snares of death. May God redeem you from the bread and do all the mercies of the Holy Ghost. By the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who rise out of the world seeking the ruins of souls. Please join in singing our recessional hymn in your red hymnal, number 657, Lead Me, Guide Me, number 657. Mm -hmm. 